Hello and welcome to the Blind Handyman Show number nine. Number I wish, nine, number I wish nine. that guy would turn that saw off that he does it the first of the theme. It's just really annoying, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly yeah. Is. Anyway, show number nine, along with Don Shaw and Tom Houston, I'm Phil Parr. Hi, everybody. Hi. How's everybody How are today? How are you? How are you? Tom Houston. Yes, sir. Yes. You are an old rock and roller, a hippie rock and roller guy. I remember You're the Beatles. Right. The Beatles, number nine. Uh-huh. Number nine. Mm-hmm. That's what it, and when, he, when he said show number nine, I just had to think oh. about that. Oh, okay. Is, is that on that big Beatles disc we made? Did everybody get a copy of that? Uh, I think everybody did. I, oh, Minus I, a couple of numbers. Yeah. That's, I, hope, I hope they're not listening. And to, we wouldn't copy it for anything in the world. We actually bought. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We did actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got. Well, to, never would we do anything. Oh, we wouldn't. No. Wouldn't think of it. My my forty eight <laughs> times writer has not written anything yet. No, so, not right. yet. Neither huh. has my thirty two. That's right. Boy, it was it was quick the other day when we were what we we were, oh, we, we can't get into that because we don't want anybody to know. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the blind handyman. Our guest today's name is Jim Semenich, and he's from Minnesota. And we'll let him tell you all about that. And we're going to read our email, and we're going to talk a little about uh, after the second break. Probably talk a little bit about Papa Ribbits, which we did not get a chance to do last week. And Donald, what else? And we'll talk a little bit about installing a new shower head. All right, and you're not going to talk about commodes this week. And if we have time, I may have to mention <laughs> toilets we've again gotta, this we've week. We've got to talk about commodes at least once. <laughs> well, he had Donald. We Don, can't miss too many weeks of that, can we? No. Don actually had a, an accident with, I mean, a, a plumbing conundrum. Yeah. At his house that he had to fix, and so I think it's only fair that we something to talk about. Yeah, here. yeah, I think it's good because you know commodes are commodes are like uh, everybody has one, don't they? Exactly. That, that's the truth. <laughs> you think about it. Everybody, oh, everybody has one. So uh, uh-huh. that's true. That's true. That's a good something to talk about. All right, let's get to the email for the day. For everyone needs one anyway. Everyone yeah. must have. Well, I guess you know anyway. Okay. All right. Email number one. Here right. we go. Okay. Okay. First, let me say I really like your show. The fact that you're blind is incredibly helpful to me because you explain things much better than someone who's sighted and has no patience with giving me directions. Now, having said that, I hope you can help me. I'm having an outdoor party at my home next month, and we'll have several musicians playing. Oh, Uh checking the old computer there. I only have one electrical outlet outside, and I'm afraid that it won't be enough to power a sound system or several guitar amps or whatever else uh, they decide to bring. I have a utility pole next to my house. How can I add several electrical outlets so that we have enough power to crank up the band and maybe string some extra party <laughs> lights? Thank you for the help. Joe Harris. Has he screwed up the computer show or what's the deal? Uh, Were we having a little trouble there? Scroll, scrolling he's down. Well, I, I, I don't, now it's working. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. girl happens to be a friend of ours. We all know her. And she's having a party at her house. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the party she's having is on Blind Weekend. Really? Yeah, so I'm going to keep, I think I'll keep the Suburb, and if we... uh, Maybe it could be uh, broadcasted on Live 365 or something, Her her party? Yeah. Well, you know, if you had that address, it could, couldn't it? Wonder (laughs) wonder how long it'll be before she calls and wants to borrow my sound system. Anyway... Uh (laughs) And she will call. And she will call, and I'll I'll lend it to her. The thing to do is, uh, after take first of all, take the meter out. Um. That would be the first thing I'd do, wouldn't you? I mean, we assume this is a pole with a meter on it. I, 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 w- I would think so. Yeah. The first thing to do is take the meter out, and then any time after that, you can splice on and put all the plugs on you want. I mean, you can, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, you could do anything after that. That's a after, fact. After you take the meter out, I mean, there will be a piece of conduit that runs. Uh, the electricity will come up uh, probably down th- from the uh, from the top of the pole through the meter, and then uh, anything past that, in other words, underneath that, and that goes down and and goes over to your uh, to your to your house, your mobile home, or whatever you happen to have. Well, yeah, usually there's a main breaker though within a within a box. So and and anything below the main breaker there, you know, you could sh- really you could shut off the main breaker, I guess, and then do some wiring. But I'm I'm not, boy for safety, you know, could always unplug the meter. You're, you're saying on those poles there's a meter and then a main breaker. Usually there is. Is John, there on yours, Tom? There is on mine. Yes, there is. Okay, well, just shut the main breaker off. Yeah. Right. And then uh, take off the front panel. Yeah. And then you could get to it to wire in some more. Sure, because there'd be there'd be tons of stuff, and there's probably a, an extra but, place for, um, you know, just go to the hardware store and buy one of those little four that have four plugs in it, and and tie that on just like the rest of them are tied on. But breakers are basically simple things. They switch off and on the hot side, and you what you do is ground the ground side, and then you put the 
the um, the uh, wire on the breaker and just slip it in. Uh-huh. I mean, it, they just slip in. They just eat, they come in and they just slip in and out. And most breaker boxes I've ever seen are made by Square D, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, okay. that, that's breaker manufacturer. So you just uh, take turn the main breaker off and 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 add you some plugs and put them down. I'd get outside plugs. I mean, I'd get oh sure. I'd oh, get yeah. a four thing of uh, of uh, plugs that are that are you'll have two in each thing and they'll be covered and it'll have a probably might might even have a GFI with it, uh, ground interrupt. But for something easy and quick, I'm like your first idea, and you know about music and amplifiers and things. Yeah. I don't know how much current they draw, but to me, the easiest way would be, you know, with, with your one or two plugs, whatever you have, is to plug in a, a branch of plugs and then just plug everything for you quick mean plug and a, easy. Plug a plug tap line in. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would do. Might not have enough. Uh, my amps, uh, things they don't. They build a lot of power. Well, they don't anymore. They don't much anymore. And and uh, this old sound system of mine, I don't know. I'd probably plug a tap line in and try see what kind of breakers on that circuit. Uh, first of all, but if you wanted to add some plugs, it would be a an a one hour job. Oh, it'd be a doable deal. Uh, get Casey to come down and do it. Right, we better hurry along, I guess. Huh? Uh, oh, okay, all right, dear handyman. Yes. Uh, hi, my name is Troy Sullivan. I'm 19 years old from Chillicothe. I think it's Chillicothe, Ohio. Yeah. I just found your show on the archive of ACB Radio yesterday. <clears throat> I'm glad Great. you guys decided to have this show. I think it will be a show. Uh, it will show the sighted that blind people can do stuff too. That's right. I've owned a small engine repair business for three years, and I really enjoy it. All right. Uh, the only sighted assistance I need are sharpening blades and reading the dipsticks. Uh-huh. I think uh, since it's getting closer to fall, you should talk about getting the furnace ready like you did the AC. I also think you should talk about how to maintain an oil burner, as those require frequent maintenance more so than a furnace. Uh, my huh. grandma has one, and one day I'd like to service it for her, keep up the good work, Sincerely, Troy Sullivan. If this guy's repairing small engines, he ought to know about furnaces. I mean, not that there are any, not that there are any, there's any kinship there, but uh, I don't know anything about furnaces. Do you? No, don't know about furnaces either. We may have to try to get some email on furnaces. If other folks know about them, uh, send us some uh, suggestions yeah. on that. So surely we can find something. Maybe our, our guest today lives in Minnesota. And possibly he will know something about furnaces, but we'll find somebody that does. And I need to email this guy that has a small engine. What's Troy Sullivan? Yeah. He would be. He would be. He can email us if he wants to and give us a phone number. Yeah. He'd, he'd be a great guest. I'd like to have him on as a guest. Because I got some questions myself about small engines. Yeah. I've always been interested in that. Me too. Yeah. I'd like to have him on. All Look right, Tommy. All engine. right. Uh, hi. My name is Kelly. I'm mm-hmm. a single mom in San Antonio, Texas. I have two young sons who have managed to put several holes in several walls. Oh. Some holes are small and some are quite large. Could you possibly uh-huh. could you possibly tell me how I can repair these myself? I would greatly appreciate any help you can give me. Thanks, Kelly Mays. That's kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what a deal. What a deal is right. So, Donald, what do you, how do you repair sheetrock? Well, sheetrock... Uh, Several ways to do it, in fact. Uh, a, a, a small hole, now, let's, you know, let, let's start with nail holes. Just start start small. With nail, nail holes. Okay. Nail holes, you know, uh, several ways you could put in uh, uh, some caulk. You know, like get a um, caulk gun, put in, you know, a tube of caulk. Put in a little bit of caulk. Uh, candle wax can melt a little white, you know, a white candle. Uh-huh. Uh, dab a little bit of candle wax out of it. Stick that in the nail hole. Yeah, but it would look terrible, wouldn't it? No, not after you'd sand it off. Uh-uh, it wouldn't, because then you'd, you'd you know you'd want to paint over it after that. But oh. now larger holes now are a horse of a different color, so to speak. So you're saying melt some candle wax and, and put it in that hole? Yeah, and then you know a white candle, you know depending on what color your wall is, but you're going to paint over it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Actually, it doesn't matter. Well, this poor girl's blind; she can't paint. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wall repair. Yeah, it could be a an iffy thing because, as you know, you know you got your big living room wall or whatever there that's just out in the open. So anything you do is going to be like, uh, is just visually going to be going to be pretty tough. And wouldn't it? Wouldn't it depend also on what the wall the wall is made out of? I mean, if it's a sheetrock wall, and I, I assume she's talking about sheetrock. Wouldn't you think? Uh, you would think. You so. would think so. So if if you had a big hole in your wall 
And uh, I've, I've seen them do it on some of the handyman show on TV uh-huh. where, where they would cut out a piece of sheetrock the size of the big hole and then put tape on the outside of it, and then they put it in the hole and tape it to the outside, and then they plaster over it. That's right. That was they the next thing I was Plaster over it, it will dry, then you sand it down and paint it. In yeah. other words, they, they take a hole that's odd-shaped and they make it a square hole and, and put yes. something in it. Yes. Uh-huh. Sheetrock. Um, Stuff it with something, paper, you know, anything to 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 fill in, and then get sheetrock tape, yeah. which is wide, like a foot wide or so tape that uh-huh. comes in a roll. You uh-huh. just you, you buy it from the, your hardware store, Lowe's, whatever, and uh, put it on there. And then you got to have the sheetrock mud mm-hmm. that you put over it and sand it. It's, it's a big deal. I mean, yeah. it's just it, not, it, it is a, it is a, maybe a bigger deal than you. I hate. I loathe sheetrock. <laughs> it is just nasty. It is. It's called, and it's by the way, it's called. I think its official name is gypsum wallboard. Yeah, I've heard that gypsum wallboard, uh-huh. and it stinks. Yeah. If the, I let them put it in the bathroom in here, but I sure didn't want to. Oh, you notice to this room is paneled. The shop is paneled. I hate it because when you knock a hole in it, you just. You know, and then for a small type hole, I'm talking maybe oh, uh, you know, a, a hole the size of of your your of your hand, uh-huh. maybe. They make a, st- uh, a thing. I'm not sure. Ask it at your favorite home supply store, but it, it's like screen wire type stuff, feeling type stuff. Yeah. And it metal. fits It fits That's in the hole? Thin metal. And you put it, uh, no, over the hole. Again, over the hole. Uh, but then you get, you, after that, you take the sheetrock mud and a putty knife and uh, smear it on it out, as flat it as you can. What, makes this, what holds it. this to the sheetrock? Does it have the little... sheetrock mud. Okay, so you just put it up there and put sheetrock mud. Yep, patching a sheetrock wall is a is a is a is a. I don't know if there's any good way to do it for a blind person. Maybe actually. there's a, maybe a bigger deal. Well, we'll get some email on that and we'll look forward to it. Thanks, Kelly, for your for your your email. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have more information next week. We may find someone that knows a lot more about it than we do. Because obviously oh. we don't know much. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a fact. All right. Anyway, gentlemen, and uh, I thought this guy knew all three of us, but he oh. says, gentlemen, just listen to my first <laughs> blind handyman program, program number eight. Just wanted yeah. to say you're doing a fine job in providing a wonderful service for the visually impaired people. It was quite fortuitous of me to hear this program, as I've been searching for a way to hang up my autographed photo of Hank Thompson. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to you, the photo now hangs proudly over my computer. Now, keep up the good work. If you would like, you may read this email on your program. Thank you, Sam Fitzgerald out in Laughlin, Nevada. Good email. All so right. you so you bet uh, 50 bucks on the oil. There's 200 to, I mean, on the Texans, 200 to 1, did we? That's right. All right. If they, I tell you what. If they, if they, if they, we win the two hundred to one odds, I'll be gone for a few weeks. You folks will be on your own. <laughs> no, blind, I'm going with you. Blind yeah. I'm yeah. going with you. Hi, Sam Fitzgerald. Thanks for your email, sir. Appreciate you. Yeah, good email there. All right. My name is Deborah, mm-hmm. and I'd like to be more handy. Your show. Uh, uh, oh, let me see here a minute. I've got to move this over so I can see the sentence here. Your, uh-huh. your show. Is great and informal. I'm a fan. However, I need to drill a hole for a screw. I've always seen uh, to drill it in the wrong place. I'm usually just a quarter of an inch off. It's frustrating. My sighted friends make a pencil mark where they can where they want to drill. What do you guys do, Debbie? Bill, you want to work on that one? Well, I, you know, I don't. She she didn't really give me enough information to work on. Do you want you want to put a hole in what in the in sheetrock in in uh, does she mean she always misses the stud? Is it, is that is that the point? I mean, is that what she's thinking? Because if you if you're going to drill a hole anyway, why not just take a little tiny nail and tap it in there where you want to where you want to? I'm not I'm, once again like the, like the girl in San Antonio. I'm not sure what type of wall she's talking about uh, uh, or what what she's thinking of doing. I bet she's talking about missing, wanting to put a drywall screw in. And of course, if you know anything about wall construction, usually every is it 18 inches. 19, 18, 18 inches. Yeah, it's 18 inches. 16, 18 inches, 16. See, it's 16 inches. You're right. 16, 16 inches, which means that the studs are 15 inches apart because they're two inches across, and so they're 15. So if you find one and you measure 15 inches to the right, there's going to be another one, most likely. Or 16 inches to the right, you're going to be pretty much in the middle of that stud. But you know, you can. I put lots of drywall screws by just tapping. Tapping the wall with the end, like the uh-huh. end of my finger, till I find it. I bet that's what she's and talking you about. You will hear a difference in the sound. There's a definite difference. That's right. If you can still hear, put your ear up close to the wall, and you'll hear when you get to something solid, 
And if you're hanging a picture and you miss it a quarter of an inch to the right, what the hell? That's the right. picture's going to cover the hole anyway. That's right. It sure just, will. Just make sure that the first time you drill, you drill a small hole. So you don't. Have, and if you drill a tiny hole in sheetrock, nobody's ever going to. The picture's going to cover it anyway. That's right. But I bet that's what she's talking about is missing that. But now, now they make, and we've talked several times about this, they make a stud finder. That you move along the wall, and actually, what it is, it's it, it's magnetic, and I mean, it it resonates, it, it it's it, it's it, what am It'll I trying? It'll detect the the, uh, the nails. Yeah, yeah, it will. It's magnetic. It detects mag detects metal in the wall. It will detect the nails that they that they tack the sheetrock to, and it'll find the stud for you. And they're yep. they're pretty darn accurate. If you do much of that kind of work, that'd be the thing. To yeah, have. And they're not much. And and every hardware store has them. Walmart, Kmart. That's right. Uh, all marks have them. So anyway, let us know what kind of wall and what you're actually talking about. But I'm like you. If you do much drilling, you need to uh, in, into a board or anything. Just make a little indention with a nail, the little marker, yeah. a little scratch all, like we talked about talking about a sighted person making yeah. a dot in something. You could make, you know, with a scratch all, you could make you a little yeah, dot. Course, and and sheetrock's got all those bumps, and then you can't feel it anymore. I just <laughs> put a little nail, you know. Something. Yeah, I might as well use a nail. Anyway, so. uh, thanks for the email. Let us know what kind of wall you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Hi guys. Just wanted to thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I would like to do it again sometimes when I think of another story uh, to tell, and <laughs> if it's all right with you too. That was a good show last Monday night uh, where you talked about KD Furniture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My nephew and I built this computer desk a couple of years ago, yeah. and my wife finally convinced me to give it a try. No small task on her part, I might add. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to do it our, we were going to do it ourselves, but the day... Uh, we bought it. Matthew happened to be around, and I asked him to help me out. Uh, so between the two of us, it took just about three hours until we stood it up. Yep. He read the, the directions, and after a little while, things started making sense. All right. Uh, we really didn't have any trouble with it other than the normal uh, kind. For example, put part A onto part B where both parts are on the bottom of the pile. Yeah. <laughs> By the yeah. way... I just called uh, those things that you put in and turn to lock them. Me and this computer. Uh huh. And me and this old computer. Well, it's not that old. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think it's two years old. You got it? Uh, let's see. Those lock. Those things that you lock. lock what do you call them? Interlock. 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 Okay. Interlock. What? Okay. Who knows if that's correct, but it sounds right. Sounds yeah. good. I have an electrical question for you. Okay. Uh, you haven't talked about three-way switches yet, uh, where you can go to either end of the room and turn the lights off or on. Okay. That's fine. The thing is, uh, I've seen places where people have three switches for the same lights. How yeah. does that work? Yeah. Well, uh, you're going to touch that one. Well, they just <laughs> a, a switch is a, a switch is not actually the. In other words, they didn't run the electricity down to the switch. What they ran down. They ran the electricity to the light, and then they broke one side with what's called a switch leg. And they run a switch leg down there, and the switch leg, like the electricity coming in, goes down to the switch and then back up to the light. We'll just use the light as an example. Okay. And it's called a switch leg, and it just breaks one side. So you could put 50 switches on one light. Just run the switch leg to it. Now, usually, and the thing that I really hate the most is usually they wire them where always down is off. So you could end up with with both, let's see, no, you, you couldn't if you ran a switch leg separately to each one. There'd be no way. It'd just, just turn it off and on. That'd be the easiest way to do it. Now, it seems like I've got a light that's wired where you flip it. Let's see, you flip the switch up, which turns the light on. Then if you go to the other switch and flip it up, it turns the light off. That's the way the living room no. is at North Street. You no. in fact, you, well, uh, no, that's, uh, one's that's, up uh, while the other one's down. You know, it, 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 one's just the opposite way from the other one. For it, it, it to all right. Let me circle. think about that. Let me. This this snuck up on me. That may I be one we need to talk about on uh, another. I'll, I'll I know <laughs> how to do this. Show. I've been through this before, and I know how to do this. I'll figure this out. Are we already to a break? Already Did we read break. all the emails? And that was from Dave. Yes, sir. We sure have. That's okay. all the emails. Uh-huh. Well, thanks, Dave. We appreciate it. Let me think about that, and I'll I'll either I'll no I'll get back to you next week's show because I know how to do this. I've thought this circuit through before. We will get back to you on that. And great email today, by the way. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And uh, 
that address if you want to send yeah, us an email. Yeah. Go, Mr. Time. Would be blindhandyman at uh, hotmail.com. That's blind right. Blindhandyman at hotmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. We'll, uh, well, our guest is Jim Samanich, and we're going to talk to him in just a minute. Be right back. Broadcast. This is Steve Mazura. He's welcome from the Aussie Kaleidoscope. Living on the edge. I'm Roger Cool. The KJS Show. Hi, this is Patrick Purdue from the, the ACBRI DJs are hard at work creating personal web pages about their shows, the music they play, and even a bit about themselves. Now we're accumulating these web pages into the ACB Radio Interactive Broadcasters Web Ring, where you can learn more about the personalities behind the microphone. Go to www acbradio.org then choose the interactive link from there you can choose the link that will take you to the ACB Radio Interactive Broadcasters Web Ring For the latest breaking news stories visit the ACB Radio Newsroom at www.acbradio.org All the news, all the time from the world's leading news organizations like CNN, the BBC, the New York Times, the Toronto Star, the Wall Street Journal, and more. That's all the news, all the time, in the ACB Radio Newsroom at www.acbradio.org. ACB Radio Mainstream now delivered live to your phone in the UK using phoneanything.com. The internet over the phone. www.phoneanything.com. The Blind Handyman on ACB Radio Mainstream. Be sure and tell a friend about the program and email us often from blindhandyman at hotmail.com. Now, here's more of the show with Don Shaw. Oh... Hello, hello, hello. Front and center here. I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him what he did. You scared me to death. Front and center. You you didn't have the guy latched and you had your headphones on. I couldn't talk to you. You didn't have him. Oh, You didn't have him Uh latched and I was, I was going, you know, waving, waving my hand as sighted, trying to be sighted to people. Anyway. He is latched and he's with us right now. He's with us. You mean Jim Samanich is on the phone? That's Jim there. there. Can you hear us? Absolutely. Well, good. That'll be, that'll be important, won't it? <laughs> We're glad to have you on the, our Blind Handyman show. Tell us where you're from and, and about yourself a little bit. Well, thank you. Happy to be here. Um, well, I am originally from the Chicago area of Illinois, a little town called Mokina to be exact. Uh-huh. Now I live up here in uh, Embarrass, Minnesota. Em- Embarrass, Minnesota. Yeah. What, yep. a, what a name for yeah, a town. No kidding. Just uh, about an hour and a half or so south of Canada. Ah, so you're north of uh, of the, the as Garrison calls them the cities. Yeah, about two hundred miles. Two hundred miles north. Do you listen to Prairie Home Companion? Uh, whenever I get a chance. When you get a chance. <laughs> so that's that's good. So All you're right. you're up close to the mythical town of Lake Wobegon, aren't you? Actually, there's a Lake Orbegon, which is um, a little lake in the town of Gilbert, which we think is quite uh, humorous. That's probably where he derived the name, wouldn't you think? Could be. I would think it would be. And your visual acuity is what, sir? Uh, none. None? Uh-huh. You mean you're totally blind? Last time I looked. Well, that's what you told me the other day. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Don Shaw here is a partial, has a little partial vision. A partial sight. I have none, and Tom Houston, the guy running the board, we let him in. He sees, he drives us. <laughs> oh, well, I'm the driver. Chauffeur. He drives us, uh, drives us around. Are you crazy? Are yeah really? Are you uh, are you employed or do you stay home and play with your computer? Yeah, uh, yeah. I used to run an answering service twenty four seven. Uh huh. Did that for twelve years. Got tired of that. Yeah. No now, kidding. Yeah. Now I kind of play at my wood shop and my computer. And... All right. 
So you you had an answering service. In other words, you answered the phone for people at whatever time somebody called. That's it. And you could you do this from your house? Yeah. I guess that would be something to think about for a blind guy to get into. Now, you, you say you have a wood shop? Yeah. Well, right. tell us tell us what's in it. Tell us what you got. Oh, boy. I got a uh, basically craftsman. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. All right. That's good. Yes. They're good tools. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a 10-inch table saw and the uh, lathes and a big drill press and all the various little tools. So know? how do you and that lathe get along? Um, well, I've used it. I haven't had any professional training on it, but I still got all the fingers from that. Yeah. The reason I say that is because when, uh, way back years ago, I was using <laughs> using this lathe, and I guess I didn't get the wood centered well, well, uh, well enough anyway. <laughs> and boy, I put the wood in and started it up, and I mean, wham! Boy, the piece of wood flew up and hit and hit the garage roof, and man, I was just <laughs> glad I wasn't there right there over it. <laughs> Man, it was something. But see, that could happen to a sighted oh, person. Sure, that wasn't. Could. That, that could, could happen to. Oh yeah, it wasn't. It could happen to anybody. Well, you got me there. We don't. Uh, none, none of us have a lathe. We have. A, we have table saws and chop saws and all kind of things. We don't have a lathe. I guess I'm gonna have to go you get need one. Need to invest in one of those. <laughs> Excitement. Well, all right, come up there and use yours. I guess. What well, the yeah. heck? So, uh, and you. What sorts of things do you build in your wood shop, Jim? Well, let's see. There's always the picture frame. Yeah. Or, or three and. Um, I like building these. They're blanket chests, really, but they're in the shape of old pirate chests. Huh? That's neat. That's and neat. Sloped roofs on top. And or, or with a gabled roof on top? Yeah. So do, how did you did you design that yourself, or did you buy one and, and take it apart? I stole it from an old jewelry box that I have. Okay. It's a men's jewelry box, and it had all the little ends on the front for handles. And uh-huh. Had the, well, they were thumbtacks, but, you know, for the bolts that went through it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um... I just kind of made it bigger, and I bent the iron by just hammering this iron around it, you know. And uh, you mean to put little corners on it, those metal corners, or what? No, for the strapping that goes that okay have around it. They, they used to have these big iron straps that goes around, and pierced by big bolts. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so you I got some thin iron, and I did that, and I got nice big heavy rope for handles and. Really now, uh, did did you have someone uh, to refinish this, or you have going for that natural wood kind of look? Oh no, I uh, I uh, just sanded it down and then uh-huh. added paint all over there. Not really paint, but um, stain sealer. Stain, yeah, yeah. Sa- sealer. Yeah. Well, see, I'm still working on putting building something that can be put in the house. That's one of my goals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And it's smooth enough. Of course, with this new <clears throat> rustic garbage they're selling. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it looks like to put in your house. Well, we have a kind of a rustic house, so I might... Well, uh, that works. We have a cedar, our, our paneling inside is cedar. Now, right. the the thing that that interested me about you is you mentioned in your email that you cut up firewood with a chainsaw. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Well, now, is this a gas-operated chainsaw? The big... <laughs> those kind of chainsaws? <laughs> Wouldn't have no other kind. That's right. <laughs> My uh, my mom taught me how to use that, by the way. Oh, that's neat. Oh, that's your mother? <laughs> that's I, I had funny. To have the best parents in the world. My my dad, he taught me all about hand tools and ratchets and hammers and you know that's like great. That. That's wonderful. And uh, I grew up with a Ben Franklin fireplace in the house. Uh huh. And as I got bigger, mom figured there was no reason why I couldn't help cut up the firewood. Uh huh. So uh, she's. My dad's like, well, what if it kicks? He says, well, then it kicks. He holds on to it, you know. <laughs> hey, that's the kind of parents. So tell us, start to finish, you have a a log. Let's do a hypothetical. This big log is, say, it's 12 feet long, and it's a foot around, and you want to cut it into fireplace lengths. Tell us, start to finish, how you would do that, if you don't mind. All right. Well, the first obvious thing to do is you get a stick, and you, or you, you measure the opening of your fireplace, uh-huh. and you put a mark on that stick when you get the right measurement, and you go and you whack that stick off at that length. Uh-huh. Okay. And then you go to the end of your log, and you put your stick on top of it, put the bar of your table saw, or... Table chainsaw. Saw, your chainsaw at the end of that stick, right. and uh, you cut it down till you get it flat down to the ground, and you don't run your blade into the dirt, because that messes up the blade. And you actually, before you start, you can lay the... Because the chainsaw isn't running. Yes, it is. Oh, it is but running. But it's not moving. The table, uh, chainsaw just sit there and idle until you pull the trigger. Then the blade spins. 
the chain spins. Okay, so when it's idling, then the chain's not actually turning. Right. It okay. has a handle on top, so you can hold it in one hand and uh, get it at the end of your stick there, your measuring device. Okay. And you lay it on the top of the log, and then you center it, you make it straight so you don't get yeah. dead logs. So it's got a centrifugal clutch in it, yeah. in other words. And okay. then you squeeze the trigger and, and, and cut it. Yeah. All right. Hold on to your saw real good and squeeze it and let it go. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, chainsaws make so much noise that I've always just said, I'm not going to do that, guys. Because <laughs> they're, they're just so terribly they are noisy. They are deafening. Noisy. The trick is if you're working with somebody else, you don't want to be swinging the saw around. Usually you work with a helper and someone, you know, you cut the logs and you get some other fool to carry the logs away for you. <laughs> you know? So what you do is you, you talk to them and you make up a system. Now, when this is running and you come back, you tap me on the shoulder so I know where you're at. Uh-huh. Yeah. That way I don't turn to my right with the saw and cut your leg off. Well, see, I, you know, I'm going to plead ignorance. I did not know that there was a way to... I thought when you started your chainsaw, that sucker was going around no, no. then. That's what I thought, too, on no. a gasoline Like chainsaw. a weed eater. Do you ever use a weed eater? Well... Uh, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, I, I, I never have, Jim. I ne never, ne never done that. Uh, you, I guess you have. Yeah, yeah. Both electric and uh, gas ones. I knew it was going to happen someday. We'd get this blind guy on here who's just done everything. You uh huh. Know? <laughs> well, that's great, man. And so it is. So you and and but I'm going to have to go do a chainsaw now. You know that, right? There you go. Well, be careful. All right, and I'll come be on your. Running, you'll lose fingers. I'll yeah. come be on your show when I do it. So you cut up uh, firewood. I, I understand you how you how you do this now. Okay, next question. Do you know anything about uh, oil furnaces? No. 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 Well, you can't use a chainsaw on oil. Well, um, we we had it. We had an email for somebody who wanted to know about oil. How do you heat your house up there in Minnesota? Uh, gas furnace. You have a gas okay. furnace. Propane. And they are gas furnaces. You simply call somebody every couple of years and have them come service that thing, right? Well, basically, yeah. I mean, I know the. Um, and like water heaters, I know how to put in a new um, yeah. thermocouple and okay. how to light them and so forth. But yeah. uh, as far yeah, really, I let I let them uh, take those apart. And, That's uh, interesting about thermocoupling because I had to do that to our hot water heater a year or so ago. I, I got one question for you before we get too far away from chainsaws. Okay. Yeah. I know that you got to keep oil in the reservoir of the chainsaw right. to keep the chain oil to keep it cool while you're using it. But my question is about the chainsaw. And I have used an electric chainsaw before, but never a gasoline one. And I, you know, same thing. I didn't know that about that the blade would chain wouldn't be spinning when you when it was idling. But the question is about it: Do you file your own chain to sharpen it, or do you just take it off and take it somewhere and get it sharpened? Or how do you keep your chain sharp? Uh, basically, that's it. I take them up uh, around here where we live. There's lots of wood burning, so there's a few chain sharpening places around. Yeah, and they don't charge that much to sharpen a chain, yeah. do they? I've never tried doing it. I imagine I could, but... Um, I've heard they make little triangle yeah, shape they, they and different shape files. files but the, the key to the files are they claim you're not supposed to touch them because the teeth are so fine, the acid in your fingers will eat the teeth away eventually. Really? Huh. Uh, so, you know, blind people not touching their, yeah, their that, files, that, that, that's kind of pointless. So. Really? And, and how much could they charge you to sharpen the chain? Not much. I mean, uh, it, five, it, six bucks, it would be well worth it. And you do you probably you probably wouldn't do that more than once a year, would you? No, no. Well, yeah. it depends on how much wood you gotta cut up. You gotta okay, and so so you're oil, gonna you, know? you put oil in this chain on this chain to keep it cool. How do do you how do you know how much to to or does it come in a set thing and you just empty it the whole thing in there? What how no, does that well you can do it that way. You can have a little bottle and do that or um usually I got someone around and I just fill that up for me, you know. Yeah. Uh huh. Um but <laughs> yeah, here's a trick my dad used to do. Uh -huh. He had an electric one too, and the, the oiling mechanism was actually messed up on it. So he just kept a can, uh, can an old coffee can of bar oil sitting there. Uh -huh. He just dunked the end of it in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no reason why that wouldn't work. Yeah, I and mean, that yeah. would be that would be a simple way. Even that would be a simple way for a blind person to do it. Yeah, he just stick the whole chain, the bar, down in the. Just dunk the end in the coffee can. In, in the coffee you know? can, and then go, of course, it, 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 when you run it, it would sling oil. I mean, you'd sure have you'd have yeah. oil in your hair and everywhere, you know. <laughs> well, when you run a chainsaw, it's not clean anyway. I guess yeah. it's not. I guess you're out to... Between you know, all the dust and the oil and all. Yeah. you, you got to change when you're done doing that. Cause and I bet you cut up a good bit of wood for the winter, don't you? Yeah. Um, we used to anyway, but uh, you my say, dad was cool. Like I said, my earliest memories was um, either our, our old house, my, my folks built it. 
And uh, so I was either on top of it or under it or something. Uh-huh. You know, we've memories. Got... We're up on the roof hammering nails into rolled shingles. Yeah, mm-hmm. roof. yeah. That's neat to have the chance to do that. We've sat and talked about that before. Blind folks that were lucky enough, as my, as I was, oh, yes. and, and you're talking about lucky enough to have parents that would just let them do what they needed to do and wanted to do are, are the luckiest folks growing well, that was up. It. I, was, just, I went to public schools, and uh, yeah. I'd be up on the monkey bars, and the principal actually called my mom and going, you know what he's doing? She goes, whatever it is, just don't watch. <laughs> well, parents that let blind children be normal and don't baby them too much it turn out with a much, you know, you, you no, Don and I went to blind schools and you saw kids that came, they were 12 years old, they couldn't feed themselves or tie their shoes. And their parents thought they were doing them a, a wonderful service. My mother let me do anything I wanted to do, period. I could ride that tricycle down that sidewalk in San Antonio and go around that tree as good as any sighted person there was because I could hear the tree. I wasn't going to run into it. That's right. That would hurt me. That's right. <laughs> little little Phil would get hurt. There you go. All right, sir. What else do you do these days? You play with your computer and your wood shop and you cut firewood. What else do you do? Oh, I uh, did the uh, tune-ups on our, uh, we had an 88 uh, minivan. I did the tune-ups on that. Uh-huh. Right. I've got a, the half of my garage is the wood shop and the other half is the auto shop. It's got a big compressor and air tools. Now there's some fun things. To yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's right. My dad used to heave on wrenches and, and, and to change the blades on our big our lawn tractor and stuff. And now you just hook it up to the air wrench and brrr, off it goes. Uh-huh. So instead of you have a set of impact wrenches to go with your oh yeah with your air compressor. Wrenches, sanders, yeah. grinders, all that good stuff. I like mechanic yeah. and myself. One of these days we need to talk again on another show about just small in, uh, about engines, mechanic and. Well, we had that guy, that small engine repair guy. We'll have him as a guest and, and just get into uh, into mechanical things. That would be an interesting show, too. Well, Jim, oh, yeah. uh, we appreciate your email and we and your input on the show. Uh, you've uh, enlightened us on several things, and that's what this is all about. We want to... We want to break the sound barrier with blind people. Well, I got one interesting tip for you. All right. All right. When you're working under your car, for instance, cutting off a piece of old tailpipe or whatever, uh-huh. you know, you get all that grit that falls on you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Have any of you ever put a paper bag over your head? I haven't caught under the car, but I have taken the garbage out with a plastic bag over my head <laughs> when it was raining. I've walked around. My house is about 500 feet from the road, and I have put a plastic bag over my head and arms and taken the garbage down because it needed to go, and that was the only way to do it. I've um, I've walked around a lot of times in the rain with a with a garbage bag over my head because I don't need to see anyway. What the heck, you know? Yeah, well, an I, idea. I got tired of all this grit falling in my eyes, so yeah. I, I got a paper bag, and uh, boy, did that create a S- Slipped it over your head. <laughs> that's a wonderful thought. Yeah, I, that's good a, idea, really. That's yeah, the reason. <laughs> that's the reason I don't fool with cars is that very reason because that stuff falling on you and I just it just I did it I I blew the freeze plugs out of an old Buick one time and put some in and I said from now on I'll get somebody to do this I'm not I need to I need to play that guitar I don't want to mess my hands up too much well, do you the trick, trick with a freeze plug is use a smaller socket than the size of the freeze plug uh-huh. you put a socket in the freeze plug and you tap it in that way you see but uh-huh. if the socket is just the same inner diameter of the freeze plug, is you're gonna, your socket is going to stay there for the rest of the life of that engine. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. All right. Well, maybe you, you need go. to... Maybe you need to write these down and send them to us. Little, <laughs> you know, little mechanic. Well, sounds like you've yeah. led a good full life. Are, are you a married man? No, uh have been. Have been? Haven't been. Uh-huh. We'll get into that later, too. Well, we all have been. <laughs> we all... Uh, we all... Some of you only have one ex-wife. But anyway, <laughs> listen, Jim... Uh, I'd love to meet you, and maybe I'll get to someday. Oh, one day. Uh, you, you sound like a very interesting, very well-adjusted blind fella. And uh, good luck to you, and thanks for being on our show, sir. Thanks for having me. Jim Samanich from Embarrass, Minnesota, this afternoon. <laughs> see you, Jim. On the Blind Handyman Bye, Show. Bye-bye. We'll talk with you later, and be back in a moment, and we'll talk about... Uh, We'll talk about pop rivets, and we'll talk about repairing commodes and all kind of things. Back in just a minute.
Something we we if that uh, Phillips recorder sees dead air, it will make another track. Uh-huh. Yeah, it will make a track. Did you figure out what your problem was? Yeah, I think I did. What yeah. was it? You didn't have it potted up. Uh, a Phillips recorder. Huh? Yeah. Did you not have them potted up? Is that really the problem? I, I did not. I did not. I was on the wrong track over here. I was on the wrong side even. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, right. we're back uh, with the, uh, more of the exciting. <laughs> Always fun. Was he a good guest or what, man? Yeah, fine he was. Guess. Now, he was fine. Seems like a well-adjusted, you know, you just love to meet, you know, I hate to say this, but there's so many blind people who are just so screwed up because they're blind and they, they think that they can wear it as a badge of honor and they can just say anything and do anything they want to because they're blind. It is a sighted world, folks, and, uh, you know, we need oh, yeah. to be a part of it. And that fellow sounds like a well-adjusted, a well-adjusted blind person. Yep. Hats off to him. Well, yeah. if I've probably insulted enough people now. We ought to do something else. We, I was, uh, I was trying to, trying to talk. Uh, my opinions are mine only. Which I was trying to talk last week a little bit about pop rivets. Yeah. And pop rivets are a most interesting little thing. With pop rivets, you buy what's called a pop rivet gun, pop rivet tool, not a gun. It's a pop rivet tool, and you'll have several different sizes of pop rivets. I think the gun, the tool I have has five different, isn't that right? Yeah, that sounds about right. And they all screw into a little place on there, and you take one out, you unscrew it, and you screw it into the mouth of the tool. In other words, where you're going to put the pop rivet, determine the size. You find a pop rivet that you want to use, and then you size it with this little thing that you stick it down into. I don't know what you'd call it, some little orifice of some kind. Anyway, you put that in the mouth of the gun, the place it's going to shoot, this, these are mainly used on metal or heavy plastic. In uh-huh. other words, when I was... Uh, go ahead. What? And when you're saying size, just so we'll be clear here, you're talking about sizing the length, in other words, to the thickness of the thing that you're going to pop rivet together, right? Yeah. In other words, if, if you... I'm following you. For, for I wanted to put a... I have a satellite dish, and it's out by our fire pit where we sit uh-huh. in the, in the wintertime, and I wanted to hang put a big hook up there like you'd hang a plant on so that we could hang a lantern so our sighted brethren could uh, That's right. uh, know what they were doing because the sighted people get real antsy if you don't have lights. And so we I wanted to put a, hang a lantern up there, and so and I I fooled around with this, with this uh, pole, and I drilled a hole in it, and I tried to find a screw that would thread, and, I, and then I thought, pop rivets. So I found a pop rivet that exactly fit in the hole, and I found a thing on the pop rivet tool that fit that pop rivet. Uh-huh. I put the end of the pop rivet into the gun, put the other end through the hole, through the hole. squeezed the gun, and bingo. <laughs> a pop rivet was there. In other words, this is a this is a hook. It has two places for screws. You could screw it on a wood wall, or you could screw it on anything. It has two. It's a big long hook, about nine inches long, uh-huh. that swings. And back at the base of the hook is a little flat thing that you put up against the wall. And at the top and bottom, it has a place to put screws through and to screw it to either a wood wall or sheetrock wall or or to on this pole. Well, I found a. I, I drilled a hole in the pole, found a pop rivet that that fit the hole in the hook and the hole in the pole, uh-huh. uh, matched it to the a thing on the gun, put it through there, bingo. And then I had one, then the hook was hanging. So I got the hook straight, then I took my drill and drilled, put a bit in the drill that was small enough to go through the hole on the hook, and, and then the drilled hook, into yep. the pipe and put another pop rivet in, and bingo. It took me about 15 minutes, and I'd been fooling with this thing an hour <laughs> trying to find a screw that would thread, you uh-huh. know? Pop rivets, go buy a pop rivet gun, and if you're at all mechanically inclined, it will soon become patently apparent how oh, they sure. work. It's I mean, it's it's too, an obvious, no as I had no idea when, how they worked, I had just heard about them, so I bought one, and it becomes very obvious of what they do and what they're and what they're good for. And for hanging yeah. something on yeah. uh, on metal or or it seemed like I put some speakers in a van with them one time. Put a little grill on it, just work. drilled holes and put a little. But they're, they're good and they're now. The one thing about pop rivets, you better have what you want where you want when you put the pop rivet in. <laughs> That's right. Because they're a little bit difficult to. Um, it's going to be tough to get out. They're tough to get out. I think so. One of the things I did is put a. I put a couple of pieces of metal in my vice, just little old scrap pieces of junk, 
uh, aluminum that I had around, drilled uh-huh. a hole through them, stuck a pop rivet through, and popped it with the gun to kind of see how they work. Kind of practice. That's a good idea. And That's and what they idea. do is basically the same thing as a as a, nobody corrected me, so I'm going to keep calling it a molly bolt. They spread out on the inside. That's right. Of the of the wall or the surface or the inside of the pipe or whatever you That's want. Exactly to, how it works. They spread out. And they make a, a seal on the inside. There's already one on the outside. You'll see that when you see pop rivets. Yep. Uh, there's already a seal on the outside, and it'll it'll just squeezes down on that wall. It sucks that pop rivet back until, and then you it snaps off. You have a little piece that's that you just throw away out of you know. And, you can uh, see lots of pop rivets and things. The old kind of lawn chairs or camping stools were pop riveted up, together. You know, yeah, all pop riveted together. You see them a lot. Time to time in different places. And, and you'll see what they look like on the other side. You can That's see, right. you, you know, you can, you can feel both right. sides of them. And you can, they're, they're very, very blind friendly. I mean, this is, a, this is not rocket science. This That's is right. something that any blind person who wanted to attach something to something metal or hard plastic, I've never, I don't think they'd work, would they work with wood? You know, I would think so. If, if, you, if you were attaching two pieces of thinner wood together, I don't know why not. If there's a hole there, you would think it would. Well, you could drill a hole. Yeah, just drill yeah, a hole. I don't know stick why. it through there and pop and, and, there. In fact, I'm thinking about a back in the old days a wooden camping stool that we had that you just unfolded. And I'm yeah. thinking the legs were put together on that, and there was definitely wood with pop rivets. Well, it had some long pop rivets, yeah, so, long, didn't it, where, you, where they rivets, kind of yeah. folded in. I guess they were put together with wood. But it was still it? a pop rivet. Yeah, it was a pop a rivet. Long, it was a big, I long pop rivet. I think I've got a TV tray at the house that's wooden that has rivets That's what I was just thinking about, Tom. I've seen TV trays before. Where the, uh, so I guess so, and in some cases it might be the best thing to use. Yeah, oh sure. So how much is a pop rivet to? What do you figure? Fourteen ninety five for it, and a and a uh, probably ten pop rivets of it. Or maybe you buy the pop, you buy the tool, and then you get buy yeah, pop rivets separate. Pop rivets separate. I think you buy them buy them separate. So just select a size. I mean, get the like if there are five sizes, get the next to the smallest and the next to the largest, and you're in pretty good shape. Uh huh. You'd have at least two sizes, and and give because they're and you need several sizes of them. It's not something that you can't do. If you're a blind person that's at all mechanically inclined, you can do that. Deborah could put one through the hole in her wall in San Antonio and pop. She'd have a, something to fill up a hole. Yeah, anyway. you, you know, talking about that, that was the next thing I was going to say. You talking about the hook a while ago, drilling the first hole put, and, and uh, put, or putting the, the first pop rivet into the hook that you were mounting. Uh-huh. And then using the hole that was in the ho- in the hook to drill the second hole with. Yeah, you to line up for a marker to line up. You know that, yeah. that goes along with what we were talking about earlier, drilling those holes, and that's a fine idea. That's just another way for a blind person to drill. Is once you get the first thing lined up, boy, you're home free. Yeah, and I guess a sighted person would take a pencil and make a little mark. Would take sure the hook and would. make it, sure. make a little mark, so they'd, they'd have to keep moving it around until yeah. they saw the yeah until they saw the they mark saw, saw the mark the hole and yeah. put the thing back. Let me tell, you, tell you a quick computer story. We were working. We went over to put a sound card in Callie's computer, my niece's our niece's computer, and they couldn't get it to work. And and da da da, nothing would come up, nothing would happen. So I just got up. Walked over, slid the tray out, and said, "Well, you've unplugged one of the drives here. Plug it back in. Push the tray back in." They would have had to gotten the flashlight, scooted the computer back around, and gone. Now you hold it just this way, and let me see up in there. I just scooted the tray out, said, "Well, you've got the top drive unplugged. Plugged it back in. Pushed the tray back in, and rebooted the computer." Yep. I didn't get the flashlight. Yeah. So in some cases, uh, being blind is kind of an advantage. Anyway, oh, I've always, I've always said that for working on some things, even yeah. even back to mechanic and even some things that are like way down under something or way back where you can get your hand down there and feel of it. Yeah. Where other people would really have a problem seeing it. You know, yeah. sometimes it's a plus. I wire under the board all the time with my chin up on the board. My hands are underneath the board, and my because I don't want to. I just kind of get down on my knees and I'm reaching under there wiring something, but my chin is, you know, I would be looking or I could be if I could see I could be looking around the room, but I'm, oh, I've sure. got my hands yeah. under there wiring something. I don't know why everybody, you know, could see or not see or whatever, doesn't learn to do more stuff by by touch than, your hands. than, but, than by sight. Well, my first wife, to her credit, did learn to pour <laughs> coffee in the dark. I was very happy about that. Anyway. So. Yeah, what a deal. <laughs> what a deal. Get out of town. Get out of town. All right, it's time. Don, Man. what did you want to talk about? You had, you had something you wanted to Oh, visit, I got a couple little... Uh, little old things here. Well, at least I know how much time I have. We got nine minutes. About these little yeah. things. Blow and go. We? We're gonna we're gonna get a commode story in if it kills us. One way or the other, we're gonna yeah. do that. But before that, we got to talk about changing a shower head. All right, go. Everybody at some time or another gets tired of their old rickety shower head. Boy, <laughs> say it's time for a new one. Yeah. That's right. 
usually this is a good blind friendly little project no problem get up there take a pair of uh on your old one you know it's not going to matter try to unscrew it by hand if you can it did it, it's just going to unscrew lefty lucy as uh phil would say screw it to the left and uh, hopefully it would unscrew by hand if not on the old one now it doesn't matter you know, if, if you if you screw it up in other words taking it out just take your pliers your channel locks crescent wrench whatever you want to use whatever you can get a grip with mr time uh-huh. and unscrew it and uh be sure you get uh, any gaskets, any old gaskets or anything off that, you know, depending on how old it is, that may be in there. While you've got it apart, the threads that are on the pipe coming out of the wall. Okay. And I would just, I would take a, a, a cloth, you know, just be sure that they're clean, any gunk out of them. Mm-hmm. Take your new shower head. Most of the new ones now can be screwed on by hand, really. Uh, they've got a, a little gasket in there. Some of them I've seen, depending on the type that you've got, some of these shower massages or whatever with, you know, with the kind with the hose. I, I have that. I have that very thing. Some of those, maybe you might have to take either, a, depending on the shape, either a little crescent wrench or a pair of pliers. But whatever you use to tighten it, if you can't hand tighten it, the point is, uh, you need to to, to uh, wrap a, I don't know, a uh, a towel. You know, a, a washcloth, just something around it first, so you you won't scar up the uh, the yeah. fitting on the shower head with whatever tool you're using. If you can't hand tighten it, most ninety percent of the ninety nine percent of the time, you're probably going to be able to just now, nowadays. Most of them are plastic. And I are mean, plastic. they're they're a little yeah. plastic fitting, and you just you just this hose, you just I just hand tighten it up in there, and bingo, we were ready to go. Yeah, most of the time that will work. Yeah, but uh, it's a good it's a good little project to do. And it's easy. I mean, it's not. It's yeah. not something that you. If you're. If you think, well, I never have done any mechanical stuff, and I kind of want to get started. This is a good that first. Might be a good thing to start with. Thing to do is change that old shower head, because chances are, if you fool with it very long, it's stopped up anyway. Uh-huh. It's mostly stopped up. You think, well, I don't have any water pressure. Well, the reason you don't is because your shower head stopped. That's up. right. Most stopped up, and that can happen. Yeah. Your water's being shut off for some reason, and come back on, and that all that junk can get down in there, and it's just sometimes just good to have a new shiny. Shiny uh, fixture, and and they make up, so. they make all kinds. They I sure mean, they do. make you'd be amazed if you go to Walmart at the different shower heads you can you can. Like I say, we have one with a hose and has a little massage, and it hangs up, and you can you can take the actual head off with a hose when you're rinsing, you know, and move it around. And it's I love uh-huh. it. It's yeah, and it wasn't much. It was like nine ninety five or something. Oh, yeah, they've they've gotten cheap. Put it on. Uh, listen to my shower radio. I have a radio. In fact, I have a CD player in the shower. Can you believe that? Hangs on the wall in the shower. No, what a deal. Amazing CD player. All right, tell Waterproof, us your... Waterproof, boy. Tell you, what, you can change the shower head. I want to hear from somebody that's changed the shower head. Some blind person who's, yeah. who's decided they want to do some mechanical stuff, and this is their first project. That'd somebody be a good email thing. us about that, because it's just a fine little project. Blindhandyman.com. Tell us your tell us your commode story. Well, while you we're did. still in the bathroom here, All right. let's talk about... Uh, Toilets again a little bit here, All right. <laughs> and uh, you know naturally it was on Sunday night when this happened. But uh, yeah. walk in the bathroom and I push down on the handle to flush the commode and nada, zilch, nothing. The handle goes all the way down and nothing happens. You say, damn, I think there's something wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> I took the top off and looked, and uh, sure enough, I couldn't feel the chain that uh, oh. hooks to the handle inside. Of the tank. I mm-hmm. said, hmm, this is strange. And I uh, reached down to the bottom of the tank, and sure enough, the chain with the little hook on the end and the piece of the handle was all laying in the bottom of the tank. Oh, man. So, in other words, what happened is these these little handles, that's the, your flesh handle there, the, the part that's inside of the tank, uh-huh. has usually three holes in it. Yeah. And uh, naturally, this one, I guess, was old and broke. Naturally, at the at, at at the last hole, at at the end, at the hole, one the one closest to the handle. handle, closest to the handle. Oh, okay. So in other words, I had no hole left to attach the hook to. What did you do? <laughs> so that was a bit of a dun dun dun. Yeah, the big question. here. No, I'd go drill another hole in it, put it back. Well, I don't like to work that hard. I'm kind of kind of a lazy type person. So All right. What did you do? I got to thinking. I said, Well, what can I do that would be quick and easy without having to take this handle off? I'll take it off when I get the new one when I have to. Yeah. 
got to thinking, and I, I picked the chain up out of the bottom and kind of studied on the hook a little bit. Took the old piece of uh, handle off of the chain, threw it away, went and got my pliers, and held the handle with one hand and just sort of bent the end of the handle around. Took a pair of needle nose pliers. I got your point. Made a little hook okay. out of the end of the handle, and then took the little hook that was on the chain. Hooked it around that and kind of bent it all together, and uh, and it worked till you could get something. Till you could get it. somewhere. Well, actually, I used it like that. We for a couple of days, I guess we used it like that. Finally, went down, broke down, and went to the our favorite hardware store there, and it cost all of two dollars and ten cents. This would be hand. Abney Daniels Hardware, yeah, Gaslight Plaza, Lufkin, Texas. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's that free candy up front. The very one. That's right. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, good little project there. Oh, well, I see. That's the kind of thing you need to know. Are you could have called somebody? Would it cost you seventy one fifty to call somebody? It the, sure would. The part right. costs three dollars. It would have cost seventy one fifty to have a guy come out and install it. You got to pay for that labor. Don't well, sure you do. You, got, you can't blame those guys for wanting to make money. You uh, can't. Pay these no. on Friday. Yeah. Remember those. Things. But a nice new shiny handle. You know, the new shower head and a new shiny uh, first <coughs> handle and uh, and changing it on the inside was a big. There's a big bolt. That holds on the tight on the tank That's on right. the inside, and you just take that off and one bolt, uh, right? One bolt, and the the whole thing comes out. And just one other little point here: uh, that bolt does have a left hand <coughs> thread on it, in fact, which is why I'm thinking about that. Oh, it's, it's, so. it's B threaded. Yep, it sure is. So, yeah, because when you push down on the handle, you're going lefty, and so you'd be un okay. That's I got, right. I got, so, so it's, it's got to have a left handed thread. Occasionally, okay. you'll find something, folks, that's backwards. It's what's called B threaded, and, and it turns around and it yields. You'll. Uh, man, I had a blender one time. I was trying to take the blade <laughs> off. I spent hours, uh-huh. spent hours with a splinter trying to take the blade. I finally figured out it was left B threaded. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, and you know propane tanks. You know, you know the uh, propane, the barbecue pits. Yep. That you have the tank for are, are probably these new uh, fryers now. These these new outside. Uh, what do you call those? The, the fryer that uses the propane tank. Is that is that threaded backward? Yep. Any any kind of thread, any kind of thing that hooks to propane tanks are usually have the reverse. Well, those thread the, the little bottles so, aren't. Yeah, the no, little, not little the little bottles. lantern bottles, but the they're, big five-gallon tanks. I wonder, wonder tanks. why they're be threaded. I don't know. Good question. Good question. I've always thought about that mm. myself. Who well, knows? that guy's running that saw again. Yeah, <laughs> that old saw, boy. That old saw. Blind Handyman, Hotmail.com. We want to hear from you, and I'm serious. We need it. We we enjoy knowing that somebody is listening and uh, somebody's enjoying listening to this as much as we're enjoying doing it, don't you think? Send that email. Hotmail.com. Don needs, needs uh, Don has to have something to do, and this gives him That's keeps right. him keeps him out of trouble. Keeps, keeps me occupied. Speaking of Don's, Don Patterson is not here today, but he's promised he'll be back next week. He's uh, his his uh, mother is quite ill, and he's got her. I think I don't know where she is, but anyway, she's been quite ill. So he's having to take care of that, but he's promised us faithfully that he'll be back next week for the Blind Handyman Show, and he's going to talk about cleaning out from... He's he's recently remodeled his kitchen, so he'll have a lot of little neat stuff to talk uh-huh. about. Next week on the Blind Handyman. Look in the archives. We have eight shows done. This is show number nine. And uh, anyway, blindhandymanhotmail.com. Website. Blind Handyman website is coming soon. Coming to a computer near you. That's right. Soon. The Blind Handyman website. <laughs> Blindhandyman.com. We'll tell you more about that next week. Yes. Thanks, Don, Sean, Tom, What's Houston. Happening? Thank, you. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week on The Blind Handyman. I see such a blind man as he picked up his hammer and saw. Blind Handyman is produced for ACB Radio by Out of Market Productions, 1604 Southwood Drive, Lufkin, Texas. Phone 936-634-9500.